Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. Welcome back to Dylan Friends Podcast. This week on the show, two of the youngest guns in the game and my favourite players, Aaron Norton from the Doggies and Andy Brayshaw from the Fremantle Dockers. It was an absolute pleasure to have these young men on the show. As we know, they're absolute stars on the field, but we get to see today they're absolutely stars off the field as well and incredible people. Had the pleasure of speaking to them as they've been inducted into the AFLPA's 22 under 22 and I think that's fairly so. We've seen these guys absolutely dominate at their level. And to be honest, I nearly had to ask them for their birth certificates because there's no way these men are doing what they're doing at the age they are. It's actually incredible. And to think they're still going to be doing it for the next 10 years. Can't thank them enough for their time. Absolutely love chatting with them. And it's great to make some new friends in the footy world. Before we get into it, though, a big, big thank you to Bloke in a Bar. We love Bloke in a Bar. And it's that time of the year where we cannot wait to get outside and share a few beers with our friends. So make sure your next choice is Bloke in a Bar. Gee whiz, they're in some new places all over Australia too, in Victoria, WA and Tassie especially. They're absolutely booming out there. You guys are absolutely loving them. Just to name a few, in WA, the Malaga Tavern, the Gate Bar and Bistro, Liquor Baron Swanburn, Liquor Baron's Wembley Downs and Liquor Baron City Perth. In Victoria, Kyabram Celebration, Super IGA Brunswick, Celebrations Kilmore and TBO Central Liquor Barn. And in Tassie, check out the Celebrations in Kingston. They're also in so many more locations all over Australia. So make sure you jump on the website at blokeinabar.com.au and check out the store locator. There will be one near you and make your next choice of beer a bloke. Love yous. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. Many ways, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Tears. 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 Strength. I'm like, I run. She's like, yeah. everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to the yeah. Olympics? They're sitting there meditating, going, oh my God, I think I'm meditating. How does this is for meditating? It's like, <laughs> we had a Wu Tang call. I was like, yo, Dylan, thanks for getting us in. Just love it's it. knuckle puck time. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Wowee, this is big, this is huge, this is massive, a special edition with two of the best young players in the game. Scratch that, the best players in the game, young guns, young stars. Boys, welcome to the podcast. It's an absolute honour, treat, pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Dil. Cheers, Dil. Thanks for having us. This is exciting, lads. This is very exciting. Obviously, we're uh, we're in lockdown at the moment. Well, I am in Victoria. And I, I must admit, we are here today to talk about that and the AFLPA have done a tremendous job in this. And giving me the opportunity to chat to you guys, thanks to Snaffle, who have put this whole thing on. And um, just a quick shout out to them, how much we love Snaffle. They're actually coming in to, to deck out the Dylan Friends studio very soon. I'm going to get some IMAX in there. I'm going to get some fridges. I'm going to get a washing machine. So if any of you guys are in town and you want to come through, do your washing, hang out with me, um, go on the Mac and maybe watch some TV and hang out, more than welcome to do so. Perfect. I'd love it. I'll be there. 
<laughs> we love Snapple. Hey, boys, um, let's get into it. Norts, I'll start with you, my friend. Obviously, with the doggies, very exciting time of the year. Finals is upon us. Um, the last few weeks haven't been probably as what you would like from it, but um, what's the feeling going into the final series and, and how are the boys going? Uh, yeah, obviously, the last three weeks have sort of been a bit disappointing. Three losses is an ideal coming into the finals, but um, like every year, it's pretty exciting and this year, a bit different, heading down to Launceston. If you told me last year that we'd be playing our first final down in Tassie, I would have told you to be kidding yourself. But um, my final's a final, and um, yeah, um, hopefully we've got the rust out of the way in the last three weeks, and uh, we get back on track this weekend. Now, that answer that you gave me there was, was unbelievable. You're obviously very well media trained, but I just want to reaffirm that this is not SEN, this is not Jared Wade. <laughs> Um, you're allowed to you know, have some fun with us today And um, I'm looking forward to having you on uh, Andy, yourself, mate you've, you, you've, If you weren't the captain um, of, of Fremantle already It, it shocked me Because <laughs> you, you just you look like a, a paper cutout of what you, When I have a daughter one day You're the guy I want to bring <laughs> home to be dating her Okay, like You're studious You've got a great clean haircut you, You're number What number are you? Number eight, which is a very number like eight strong number it's a it's a it's a very strong number and, and you just look like a, a real gentleman this is the first time we've met but it's absolutely honor to have you on the show thank you well we actually did the grand final sprint together i don't know if you remember but i introduced myself to you then i was uh i was just in my first year though i don't think i was uh, much of a big big fish but uh sort of blew me off a little bit nah i'm kidding but <laughs> nah um nah it's good to be on the podcast i mean you're speaking very kindly of me thank you i don't think uh many other people would say those nice words about me but cheers Oh, mate, they're all saying it. And I do actually remember that. I just remember that I was extremely hungover from the night before. Um, <laughs> I didn't make the emergency list that day and ran that grand final sprint with a, with a torn calf. And I think you beat me by a good 40 or 50 metres, which um, we won't go too much into. But, hey, um, Andy, some big news for you as well, mate. I, I, I said that this wasn't AFL 360, but I'm hitting you with a hard one now. And, and I suppose it's, it's something that is interesting at this time of year because... You've obviously got friends at your footy club. You got drafted with um, Adam Cherub. It would be remiss of me not to, to mention it. I'm sure he's a really good friend of yours. How is it when you're mates with someone at a footy club, you've obviously got the personal connection there being friends with them, but you understand footy's a business too. He's requested a trade. How did that all go down from, from a friendship point of view? Did you guys speak about this? Was it something you expected? Have you had words since? Yeah, well, obviously, no matter you know what was going to happen with chairs, like, we're still going to be best mates, but yeah, I guess everyone on this chat probably knows that like every year, like mates get delisted, mates get traded. Um, and it's just sort of the industry. Like, obviously I'm really flat that, you know, I won't be able to spend every day with him sort of. Um, I mean, we got drafted together and have played our first 75 odd games together. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, it's a business, um, he's got to do what's best for him and, and for his career and uh, in, his, in his opinion that's going to Melbourne so um, I mean I've, I've got to respect respect his wishes but um, yeah no we're still super tight and the fact that he's going isn't going to change um, how close I'm with him as a friend so um, I guess it's all part of it. It is it's a funny one and, and as I'll get your opinion on it because I remember like my first year playing footy, you go to this club and you're like, this is unbelievable. You know, I'm playing footy with these AFL stars. You know, we're going to be best friends forever. This is going to be huge. And then the end of the year, you, you, the first time you ever sit through like a trade period or delisting, you get like really upset. You're like, fuck, like, I'm going to miss these guys. And mm. then you come back to preseason the next year and you've 
no offense, but you just like completely forgotten they were even ever there again. Like as, <laughs> as rough as that sounds, it was pretty brutal. My first few years at Freo, we would have exit interviews like a couple of days after the season, and then we'd have a final team meeting. But if you'd been delisted or traded, you wouldn't like go to that one because it was sort of talking about the next year. And and we'd all have like uh, everyone sat in the same seat every day. And I remember like in my first year, you go sit in your seat and then, you know, meetings at 10 o'clock, like 9.55, a couple of boys are coming in and all of a sudden like your mate's not, who always sits next to you every day is is not there and that like you don't find out until they're just not at the meeting. It's like crazy, but uh, yeah, had a lot of good mates go. Tommy Sheridan, one who you're good <laughs> friends with, uh, uh, he's still he's still hanging around. I think he's actually living in WA now, getting away from lockdowns, but nah. It's uh, it's pretty brutal. It's a brutal industry. I, I heard Tommy Sheridan's been sniffing around a lot of the uh, the Fremantle after parties trying to get in, but the boys are having absolute no bar of it. <laughs> it's funny, I suppose, with you as you actually are from WA. Um, really crazy fact that I haven't noticed, but you you actually played football with Sam Taylor growing up, which in, I think it was in the same team, correct me if I'm wrong, which is it, pretty incredible to think about it if that is actually right, just not if that's correct. Yeah, yeah I mean, Sammy Taylor played... Uh, not for the same Waffle Club, but just um, got to know each other through the yeah the state program. So for you then, we speak about the go home factor and and whatever that is, and and I know how happy you are in Melbourne and and everything's going well there. But do you see this and that it is prevalent in players, or is it more players like wanting to come to Melbourne and play for big clubs, or is it also players wanting to go home? Uh, probably like being a WA player. I mean. It's pretty unlikely that you're going to get drafted to Freo or Eagles. So yeah. um, I remember myself going through the draft. You're probably bound to end up interstate. So you're probably more so than the Melbourne boys. You're already preparing for that. So for myself, like besides Freo, um, and I could they could have picked me, but they got Chera, and now now he's left. They picked five, so it's a bit <laughs> stiff on them. But um, hey, you could have gone pick two. You could have taken my pick. Nah, you're too good. But <laughs> yeah, you sort of you sort of realise um, that you're going to go in a state as a WA player, so you sort of prepare yourself. So um, for myself, um, yeah, it was pretty likely, and you you sort of come happy and content with it probably more so than say a Melbourne bloke who's probably got a 50-50 chance of staying home. Hey boys, the 22 under 22, it, it, it's actually pretty incredible. And, and I, I say this in, um, not joking at all, congratulations on on being selected in the team. There's so many young players that, that we love to watch. And honestly, even before I, I saw the list and, and picked um, you know you to come on and have a chat, genuinely wanted to see some like birth certificates because I thought you were all... Realistic, I thought you were all like 25, 26, 27. And I think that's a credit to yourself, the way you've been able to really come in and play. Now, there is a question in here somewhere, but I wanted to know if you could pick someone from the 22 under 22 to come and play for your club and you can't pick the same player. Aaron, I'll let you kick it off first because you've got two A's in your name and you yep. would be <laughs> technically first alphabetically. Who would you get to come play at your club? I'd probably say Max King. Um Watched a little bit of him play this year, uh, fellow key forward. I think the two of us, um, yeah, would be pretty nice up there together. Um, yeah, so he'd be my pick. Would you still be able to call yourself the duck if if Maxi King's coming? Because I've heard from I mean, a <laughs> lot of sources that I've heard from a lot of sources. Like I said, we've got birds everywhere here that you often will walk around the kennel referring to yourself in third person as the duck, and you say the duck has sticky hands. <laughs> Yeah, very. I can't fault it. That's that's facts. Um, you've, you've got some reliable sources around the club. I uh, can't deny it. 
<laughs> that is so good. <laughs> Andy, uh, who would be yours, mate? Would love a Western Australian like North coming coming back home. Uh, wow. I know he's affiliated. He was affiliated with our uh, Waffle Waffle Club. So yeah, probably couldn't go past you, mate. I reckon uh, come home, mate. Come home. Yeah. <laughs> is this a cryout? <laughs> now, on the contrary to this, if there was a player in this team in your position that you'd least likely like to match up on, so you know, as for you, would be a defender. Andy going head to head with. Um, another midfielder, who would they be as we'll start again with you? Uh, probably Sammy Taylor, your mate from from GWS, uh, also another WA boy. Um, played alongside him in the champs as a defender um, and worked really well. And um, to see what he's been able to do this year, um, playing on, you know, the keys week in, week out. And, um, you know, the, the slammer, I think he was called in the GWS <laughs> days. Um, so yeah, um, played on him once before and, um, yeah, he's pretty hard to get a kick on. Yeah, I, I must agree. Um, not that he's ever played on me, but Jeremy Cameron says that he's, he's easily one of the toughest defenders that he's seen play on. And, and, um, I say this in the nicest particular way, Sam Taylor has something in his brain where when he has something like at task, he will not give up with it. And it's actually scary to see him like. On. He's he's pretty scary. We'll we'll talk a little bit later about being respected and uh, being respected versus being liked when you first get to a football club. But he's one that I really stands out with that. But I do want to touch on with that with you guys later. So we'll move on. But um, Andy, with you, who would you go head to head with? Um, well, we've already touched on him. Um, Walsh he is yeah, he's he's amazing. Like we played him twice this year, and I think both times um, he absolutely tore tore us a new one. So. Um, He's just run like he's, a robot so out hard. There. he's so hard to keep up with and he works so hard um, around the ground. So he would be someone who I think would be a really tough day on. I think, yeah, probably him. Hey, boys, uh, we're having a lot of fun here and I'm loving it, but I think it'd be silly not to tap into into this in all seriousness. There'll be a lot of young players um, listening to this. I, I even assume in the AFL, VFL, players that are looking to get into the AFL and, and even for myself, something that, I really want to touch on with you guys um, is is your mindsets as being young players getting into the AFL. I think like if I look back at my first few years playing footy, I really struggled with um, the notion of being respected versus being liked and wanting to fit in with the boys, but then also just get respect by putting in the work, earning your stripes and, and playing good footy. Does that resonate with you at all? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about there? And, and was that ever anything for you guys? Like I'm sure... The way you've been able to do it now, you, the respect you'd have from your teammates is, uh, I'm assuming, is very high. But was there ever a time that it really struggled with you to, to actually get that balance? And, and what was it like? Yeah, no, you're spot on. Like, first get to a club and um, everyone talks about, yeah, you want to you know, put your head down and work really hard, earn everyone's respect. But at the same time, like you said, you've, you're meeting like 40 new blokes. For me, you moved into state, didn't really know anyone here. And you just want to be everyone's best friend and want to be like sort of the get around guy. Um, but yeah, you quickly realize that, yeah, it's the, it's the blokes that work the hardest, like that, um, you know, might not necessarily go out on the piss with your mates. Like, yeah, that, there's a time and a place for that, but there's also a time and a place just for, um, yeah, working your ass off. And I think the sooner I sort of realize that and, um, yeah, the sooner I sort of just said, yeah, okay, like, like pre-season's here, I'm here. Like, I'm not here to just take the piss. I'm here to, you know, I've moved into state. This is my career. Um, and I really want to get the best out of myself. And once I made that clear, everyone sort of respected that decision of mine. And from then, it's just like, 
building your confidence, um, like playing good footy and um, I guess, yeah, sort of the, your friends will be your friends like no, no matter what decision you make, I guess, yeah, if that makes sense. So, Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchin, Matty Lloyd, Lee Montagna. Some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Aaron Phillips, to play as a wildcard. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. Norts, what about you, mate? I think even for being a bigger boy, um, from what I've seen, these competitiveness and, and the passing of the guard per se is actually a lot more prominent when you're when you're in a key position player. And even with the dogs, like it's been quite obvious um, who is competing. You've got like Shaki, yourself, Jamara, um, Joshy Bruce, and it, it's quite public. Firstly, like what's that like? Obviously your friends first, but your teammates, you've got to compete against each other. And from experience as well, it, it actually does get quite awkward. Like sometimes when you are in these positions, especially as a young player. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I was sort of lucky in my first year. Obviously, I played in defence, which a lot of people forget about. But um, Dale Morris and Marcus Adams at the time, they both went down two weeks out from round one. So I was sitting there going, you beauty, next in line. Like, hey, is this the two key defenders are down? So I, I sort of just walked straight into the round one team, um, luckily, with those two being out and did all right and held me spot for the year. But Definitely this year, I think we're, we're sort of being blessed at the doggies um, with the amount of key forwards and, you know, high draft pick key forwards. You know, Shaki was number two, Jamara number one. Myself being a high pick as well, even though I drafted as a defender and then Brucey an established key forward. Um, yeah, I would, I would buy, be lying if I said um, doesn't get awkward um, around the club sometimes when, you know, they are your mates and you're competing for the, for the same spot. But... Um, we've all worked pretty well together this year. Uh, the three of us are always out there uh, pre-training, doing hands and, and touch together and having a laugh. And um, if any of us make a mistake or have a shit game or anything, we're, we're pretty we're pretty quick to um, have a little dig at each other. So, um, yeah, it's good. I think giving some people that might not have been in AFL an insight, like how competitive is your first years, few years of AFL when you are really trying to, to get into your game? Like Andy... You know, you've really cemented yourself now as a leader of that footy club, but that didn't come without some probably testing times of, of challenging older players, stamping your authority, and not in an egotistical way, but realistically just going, look, I'm, I'm not here to fucking just take part. Like, I, I want to be a part of it. Was there any pressing times that you can remember that stand out? Um, well, the first preseason is, like, definitely one that comes to mind. Like, um, myself and, and Adam Chera had both been, like, drafted as you know, high high draft picks that were supposedly, uh, I guess the media had said we were going to just walk into the midfield. So a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys are crying out to have high draft picks come to the club. But then there's also guys who have finally got their spot and then you draft two midfielders um, with really high picks and you're like, they can get a bit like, oh shit, like they're here to take my job. So there's a little sense of like, um, let's actually see what this bike's about. And um, so yeah, it's that first... um, Preseason was super competitive. Every training session, um, 
not only just between myself and Chez to try and prove sort of who was, um, you know, who was fighting for the spot, um, but then also the guys that were there previously to sort of say, hold on a second, like, you know, uh, this bloke's just, you know, just a kid. Like I've been here for ages and I've been working my ass off. So, yeah, it's always, always um, a, a fight for, um, I guess, who's top dog. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's, it's. I guess everyone here would, you know, sort of know what it's like, but um, it's it's a tough balance between being like mates with someone, but then at the end of the day, you're taking each other's spots and, and jobs and livelihoods, I guess. It's pretty tough. It is tough. You could be the first pick in that draft, but if the rookie comes in with a better attitude than you, then he's going to be playing first, really. Josh Tracy, who got drafted to us this year. The big kahuna. Um, the big kahuna. That's the best thing, mate. It is unreal, um, and we can touch on that in a sec. But he he was dra- he was our last rookie, like he was our last pick this year, and just in the round, just gone. And Tazzy, him and I were going for a walk, um, and like it didn't even like cross my mind that he was a rookie or like that he was our last pick. I I'd honestly assumed that he was like our first pick. I know, like you watch the draft and you watch the guys that get drafted, but then based off the effort and like the work that they put in through the year, you sort of, you just l- literally instantly forget like where, at what point they got taken to the club. So it's just like, yeah, when you get in the door, no one really cares like what pick you are. It's just, you know, how hard you want to work. It's the same at the doggies, um, which is probably the best thing about footy. Um, you get, when you walk into a footy club, um, you, you sort of get stripped back to the bear and you know, you're the, you're the young kid on the block and, um, you know, you could come in with all the confidence in the world and, be a high pick but um you get shut down pretty quick if, if that's your attitude so um it's pretty even playing field once you get to the club which is which is the best way to be on a contrary you know i say this um i don't regret this because I, I think i've learned from it later in life but i really did go to a club and just expect to be given games and expect things to just happen but there was a lot of players that just surpassed me like yourself so that you, you rip up your, your birth certificate you just go, get in there you work hard you want to be respected and um, I suppose it's just a good listen to all those aspiring young blokes and young females out there that are looking to, to make it to the top of their game because it's it's never ending. And I think as soon as you think you're in a comfortable position, that's when you're probably going backwards. Yeah, definitely. Touch on the big kahuna, please. This is nicknames are my favourite. Um, I, yeah. I do want to touch on this. It is pretty straightforward. Um, Josh is a country lad and he grew up in a place called Kahuna. Um, <laughs> it's like 15 minutes out of a chukra, I think. I've never been really that close to it but he's just a big strapping lad uh funny country fella and he sort of struts around uh with his chest out a bit like noughts from what i've heard um but yeah just rolling with the big kahuna i think griff Lowe came up with it but um it's caught on everyone loves him so i don't know where you guys live and i know you're in wa andy but i ran into to noughts not long ago we we met down the street and i've never seen anything like it <laughs> I don't know if the duck because of the jukes on the field or the way he struts up and down Dundas uh, Street in Albert Park, but it was unbelievable. He, the seas were parting of people that were, were walking through, and they were, they were just in awe of this man, um, how handsome he was with this big mullet haircut walking down Albert Park. So the presence of him, it is actually it's pretty incredible when you see it up close. Yeah, I did I did see out the corner of my eye, and I said, I'm going to make a real statement here and, and just really shut him down and overshadow him and and just made my presence really felt. Uh, I feel, feel like I've done that, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with how, how I acted. <laughs> no, you did. You set the tone there um, and I completely felt like shit. So thank you very much. <laughs> hey, boys, before we move into uh, onto some fun stuff, I am going to pick your brain on one more thing. 
we all know to to be good um, good in life and good in sport and good in these things, you have to be uh, dedicated at training. You do the program and, and that's how it works. Now, one thing I probably didn't do enough was things outside of the game. What are some of the things now that you guys do to take you to the next level? Um, we see how much there's things of visualisation, gratitude, mindfulness, um, extras off the field, these types of things. Is there anything that particularly, if you're happy to share, that secrets that you guys have got that you actually use um, to get you to the next level? It's a well, tough one. I probably haven't thought about it too much. Um, a little thing probably um, that I've realised probably only in this year has been um, probably, you know, visualisation and, and self-talk. Um, it's, it's probably something that I've always done, not really realising that I've been doing it um, till this year where, um, you know, speaking to, you know, the club psychologists and, we always refer to, you know, triggers and um, keywords and um, it's probably found out myself that um, I have been doing these things and um, I just find it sort of useful that, you know, if you're before the game at training, uh, visualising yourself, you know, whether it is kicking that goal or, you know, having the big moment in the game that when it does come, um, it's sort of second nature because you've already thought about the moment in your head. So um, that's something little that, um, I think that's helped me along the way. Now, I want to get to know you guys a little bit better off field. Um, Andy, you, as I said, mate, you, you're going to marry my daughter one day. Um, that's a bit weird because <laughs> you're like 25 years older than her. But um, you do look like a very studious man. You're studying at the moment. You play your golf. Now, the three things that came with you when um, asking is Andy Brayshaw loves poker, loves golf, sweaty hands. Sweaty hands and sweaty feet. Right there. Uh, uh, you've done well to find that out. But um, yeah, no, I've got a, I think it's like, well, hyperhidrosis, like uh, in my hands and feet, supposedly the same sweat gland works for both of those things. And um, like right now, yeah, you wouldn't want to be shaking my mitts right now. They're, uh, they're always dripping. Um, and it's actually annoying as sometimes like, like I could be, dry as a bone, feeling good about myself. And then if someone goes, oh, I'm about to introduce you to Dill Buckley, like he's coming in in a second, I'll be like, oh, shit, I know I'm going to have to shake this bloke's hand. And then all of a sudden, it's like my, my glands just know know it's coming on and then I'll start sweating and then it's just, it's a nightmare. So that's fun fact about me. Um, but yeah, love my golf, not good at it. Love my poker, not good at it. Um, study study in my spare time just to sort of give myself a break from footy but um yeah off season time now so there'll be plenty of uh plenty of golf and poker for me i think well i would be absolutely honored to shake those those sweaty hands my friend don't, <laughs> don't stress about that you say um, that but <laughs> it gets yeah I, i'm sure it would it you'd get used to it i, I um I think the one meeting like a, a future partner's dad would be the most sweatiest your hands would get. Like I can imagine, I don't want to put that in your mind already and you start oh, profusely yeah. sweating, but that would be one that would, wouldn't be um, ideal. Hey, just on yeah. this study, I, I can't just go over this because I'm going to have to read this out. Like I genuinely don't even know if I'll be able to read it. It's that big. But Bachelor of Commerce at Curtin University awarded membership of vice counsellors list, which is only 1% of undergrad students receive 82. Weighted an average <laughs> marking during course. I don't even know what that means. Talk us through this. It's uh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. The vice chancellor's award is given out, it's given out like every semester. And if you have a, rip, like if you have a good semester, then, then you get this award. And there was one semester where, I just had a couple of easy subjects, um, had a, a bit of spare time on my hands and just smashed it out. 
and uh, got two really good results. And for some reason, maybe the rest of the cohort was down that semester. But yeah, just f- found my way on the list. But um, no, we're, we're a pretty studious group out here in uh, Fremantle, led by Dave Mundy. That bloke's about to publish a book, I think. He's he's that smart. But um, yeah, no, ha- have a crack at, at everything I do, I guess. That's sort of just my mentality. He's a leader, he's smart, and he's humble. We absolutely love it. <laughs> and, he's ha- and he's also handsome, which is like our next man, um, the duck. You're also handsome, but one thing you are not, my friend, is is uh, is humble. We've, we've got that today. The duck, <laughs> refers to in, the duck refers to himself in third person. Um, we know that you walk around the corridors talking third person, referring to yourself as a duck with sticky mitts. So maybe you and Andy got to get together and get some of that sweat and stickiness together. You might have some like normal hands. Um, I said you're the king of Albert Park at the moment. You've played footy with Sam Taylor um, in WA, but you've got an interesting household. You're living in Albert Park, I said, with two other players. I think one's big Timmy English, who is one of my favourite men and one that I'd like to have a couple beers with. Who else are you living with? Uh, Also Paddy Lipinski as well. So uh, been together three years. And might I just add, we did give a shout out to Paddy on a few shows now. I'm not sure if he's scared of me, but I reckon he's one of the most handsome blokes in the AFL. Mm. Um, Just a quick shout out to him. As give us a little bit into your insight, mate. Off field, what are you up to at the moment? You've, I think you said you're doing a little bit of study as well. What's um, the big dark doing off field? Uh, yeah, besides talking to about myself in third person, which <laughs> takes up the majority of my time, um, I am I am studying a bachelor of education, so just doing that part time, slowly ticking away. Sometimes a bit of a struggle, but it, it is good to have a little bit of an outlet um, from footy. Other than that, living with the two boys, uh, Timmy English is also. A big fashion man and an addict to golf. Um, he's sort of struggling a little bit in lockdown. Um, every night he's just sort of swinging the club um, inside in the living room, probably 100 to 1,000 times a night, different clubs. Um, so That's it's, yeah, it's quite it's quite funny. We'll be just sitting there, you know, after dinner on the couch, drooling shit, and he'll just he'll just casually get up and eat these golf clubs sit right next to the TV, um, <laughs> prior to place and. He'll just slowly get up and grab the club out, admire it, set up his feet, takes about <laughs> two minutes, and then then he'll have it. He'll he'll take a couple of swings and then put it back in the bag, and then he'll he'll sit down like nothing's happened. Um, so it's quite funny. I always always record him, so I've got, I've got I reckon I've got about five minutes of footage of him doing that probably in the last week. So. That's quite good. We need some vision of that, boys. Hey, let's get to the business end of the year. I said a couple of tidbits from you to finish off on uh, on what's been a pretty strange year. Um, obviously, doggies are in the finals, but I'm putting you on the spot here. You've got to give me something for it. Let's go. Firstly, who wins the Brownlow? Uh, I'm going to have to back my own man, uh, Bont. Hopefully, he gets up. He's had a good year. I do like – I reckon Bont's had an unreal year, but you guys have so many – Dominant, dominant players. That's the only thing that I reckon could hurt him. Yeah, definitely. There's too many mids in there to take and vote. So, but yeah, but he does stand out a bit though. Oh, yeah, see. He's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna go Took Took Miller. Wow, just a bit of a roughie. Like, I just think every week he just dominates and hopefully gets a lot of votes. So, yeah, someone that could even be in the uh, 22 under 22 this year, boys, rising star, same order. Luke Jackson for me. Um, Key position, young fellow. He's, he's had a good year. Um, so, yeah, he's me. Yeah, I've seen everyone tipping Luke. So, he's actually, he's staying in my in my family home back in Melbourne. He's a host, like, he's in my bedroom. 
So Martin <laughs> lives his, so I've got to go with <laughs> that him. That is so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's actually I'm pretty fat. Every time I come back to Melbourne, I've got to check if uh, if he's actually staying in my in my room or if I've actually got somewhere <laughs> to sleep. So, but no, I'll go Luke as well. When I picked my twenty two under twenty two. I really fucked up and it shows how silly I am. And I didn't put Luke Jackson in my team. And I've never been like I've been abused a fair bit throughout my career, but <laughs> that time of not picking Luke Jackson in my twenty two under twenty two, which is probably fair enough when he's gonna probably win the rising star was was a mishap for mine. So I do apologise on that one and, and we move forward. Um premiership going forward, North, I'll skip you, mate, because I think the doggies yep. um could be your pick. Andy, you can't, don't just do something here to make friends. I want you to make your call. Nah, yeah, I I, uh, I back in the Ds. My brother's going to turn it on with uh, Clary and the track, and I think they're all going to get to work. If anyone wants my opinion, which I'm not sure they do, but I'm going to give it anyway, <laughs> it's my show. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be out of, I think the door is still wide open, okay? That's what I'm going to say. I you love sitting that, on the fence. Okay, fuck you. I'm not going to say that anymore. <laughs> well, I've listened to a few of your shows and you always give a couple, a couple of responses. You love sitting on the fence, so Mate, I'm going to borrow it. Yeah, no, you're right. It's because I, I like to think that I've got so many mates and I can't <laughs> make the call on it. I'm, I'm going to have to say, at this stage, I'm a big believer in momentum. And what I'm trying to say when I preface this is I think that every team can still hit their stripes. At the moment, Doggies were my pick three weeks ago. They've fallen out of stride, but I think you can turn that around very quickly with one win to be back into that um, premiership contention. So I would say at the moment, that win that the D's had over Geelong, at Geelong, after being beaten by them, like I think 10 years ago, they hadn't won there. They got beat by over 200 points. I think mentally you guys know what it's like when you have that little win like that, that could be something that really spurs them on. But then I also think Brisbane as well. So back to my comment, I'm going to sit on the fence. <laughs> I think Brisbane might win the flag. Yeah, I have no it, idea. It's, it's a very tough comp. I honestly also think that the the, the Giants could win too. Like I really do think that. But Norts, if the Doggies do win it, I'm pretty keen to like, I'm happy to uh, support them on their day, um, on their post-grand final day. So when you win, I'm going to rock up with uh, about 45 cases of bloke in a bar and I'm putting on a day um, on courtesy of Dylan Friends and um, Andy and I will just head to the pub and we'll just sink them by ourselves and, and drown in our sorrows. Um, last question, if, if uh, they're all winning that, if the Ds win or the Dogs win, um, give me a Norm Smith medalist um, from yours as I, I feel like it'll be you, my friend, but you've got to give someone else. It's hard to go past Bond, but I sort of want to go outside, outside that maybe... Bailey Dale off halfback. He's had a really good year. Love him. I will go Clayton Oliver. Big. I'm going to go Joey Danaher. I think he'll turn it on if he can um, get up and about for, for the beginning of the year. Um, gentlemen, I uh, you've absolutely nailed it. I've loved having you on the show. You've, um, in all seriousness, cannot thank you enough for coming on, sharing your time, sharing your story, sharing your insights and and into your life, I, I really do appreciate it. Congratulations again on the on the 22 under 22. Um, Norts, in all seriousness, big, big, big good luck to you um, in the in the upcoming final series, mate. Uh, you are one of my favourite players to watch, and I, and I do say that with a hand on heart. So I'm really, really looking forward to, um, to watching you play. And, and as you know, you listen to a few of my shows. When I get around someone... Boy, oh boy, I'll get around him. So I'm going to be riding. <laughs> I'm going to be riding you that hardly 
Uh, that's a bit weird. Oh, not that hardly, but yeah. I'll be riding you please, hardly. Please from... take it easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> We're all rooting for you. Best of luck from me and everyone else cheers, here at Dylan's Friends. Please. Andy, did you want to say anything? Go well, mate. Go well. Thanks so much, gents. Cannot thank you enough for the show. And um, can I officially say that we're all friends? Definitely. Yes. 100%. (laughs) Thanks, boys. If that wasn't enough for you and you want even more, you're in luck. Dylan Friends is now on Patreon. Dylan Best Friends. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Dylan Friends or you can head to the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. If you like the show, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, leave a review or even share with your friends. The show is produced by myself and Sam Bonza. Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Films is responsible for audio and visual production. The show is recorded at the Dylan Friends studio in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch or suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends podcast, please email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.